Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. You know, I've had now three days to think about this Memphis police killing. Good, honest news analysis takes a little time, okay? It's not glib. It shouldn't be based on ideology, but it often is. It, it should be trying to find out the why behind the story, and that is what we are trying to do tonight. I hope we'll be successful. But this story in Memphis, Tennessee, hurts every single American, every one of us, and that is a subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So you've heard about it, 29-year-old Tyree Nichols, a Federal Express worker, no criminal record, was driving home and he got pulled over on January 7th of this year by the police for alleged reckless driving. After that, all hell broke loose. Now, It took three days for Tyree to die. He was in the hospital, brutally beaten. You've seen the video. I I can't watch the whole thing, but it it is so harrowing. It's so disturbing that the main question is, why would these police officers do this? 
So the five of them have been charged with second-degree murder. Tadarius Bean, Demetrius Haley, Emmett Martin, Desmond Mills, Justin Smith. Okay, all veterans of the force, all part of a street crimes unit named Scorpion, okay, which has been disbanded now. Nichols, Tyree, I don't know. I don't know why this escalated to that point. You can glean a little bit on the video, but it was obvious that this was an overreaction. So there are reports today that the the police did call for backup, but the bottom line is they had the man's car. They had Tyree's car. They knew who he was, that if things were out of control, so you had to use tasers and pepper spray and all that, just let him go. And you get him later, okay? You don't physically beat the man because anything can happen when you do that. But the kicker on this is, and I'm sorry I use that word kicker because Tyree was kicked, all right, when he was down. George Floyd, these officers had to know that they were putting their own lives in jeopardy by doing this for a traffic stop. Tyree was not a danger to public safety. So what is it that goes through the minds of police officers where they take their own lives? What do I mean by that? They're going to be convicted. They're going to spend decades in prison. Their families are devastated, all five. So look at the casual account now. Um, The worst is Tyree Nicholas. He's dead. But his family? and friends, and then the cops, families, and friends, and it just mounts and mounts and mounts and mounts. All right, so I looked up the um, backgrounds of these cops, and there's nothing unusual about them. Three of them attended and have degrees from universities. It's not like they were some kind of irresponsible unit, but they all did the wrong thing. Now, Memphis, Tennessee has the highest violent crime rate in the United States, and the crime rate is centered in the black neighborhoods. So that's why you had to have the Scorpion unit to try to suppress the violent crime in Memphis. It's true. But if you're not in control of yourself as a police officer, then you're not going to suppress anything and you're going to escalate. And that's what happened. So again, I come back to the fact that it doesn't make any sense to any rational person. And the unintended consequences are staggering. So every good cop, and most of them are, is now suspect in the eyes of some Americans. That's number one. The country, the United States of America, what do you think they think about us over there? What do you think China does with this? What do you think our enemies do with this? We look like savages here. Savages. A totalitarian nation that has no respect for human life at all. So all of us as Americans are victims. The pro-police people, and I'm one of them, Okay, we're now on the defensive. 
Well, we want good, strong policing to stop the horrendous national crime wave. We want that. It's going to be harder to get. Because the progressives who hate the cops, who want no incarceration, no punishment of crimes, they gain. But say, look at those police officers. Look, look at them. They killed an innocent man. All right. So all everything that is good gets smashed here. The nation's children, particularly if you're an inner city kid. And, and this is what you see. They all saw it on the Internet. All the kids saw it. I mean, what are you going to think? You're, you're an immature mind. Oh, and it just goes on and on and on and on and on. And here is the final point I have to make. That if these were white officers that killed Tyree, this country would be on fire right now. That's how fragile our social compact is. If they were white officers killing a young black man or any black, country erupts in riots, in flames, in looting, in violence. Hundreds would die. Billions in damage. Y'all know it. And we're a step away from that. A step away from it. This is so frustrating for me because I usually am a solution kind of guy. I usually can analyze the problem and give you a solution to that problem. That would work. But I can't give a solution to this problem because I don't know why these police officers did this when they destroyed their own lives. They committed symbolic suicide, all five of them. Why would you do that for a traffic stop? It's just inconceivable. But the danger to this republic to this country is off the chart because it's going to happen again. Inevitably, there are bad police officers, irresponsible people who cannot control themselves, who are mentally ill for one reason or another. They got the police badge. I don't know. There's no glib solution like better training or any. That's all bull. When you hear that, you, you know the person saying it's a charlatan. All right. This is an anomaly, does not happen often. But now on videotape, when it is seen by people who hate this country and people who want to do damage, gives them license. So we live in a much different world. Now, I want the best training possible for every police officer in this country. Once you got a gun and a badge and you have power over other people, including me, I want you to be trained. I want you to be a rational thinker. I want you to be a problem solver. Those cops, we're not solving any problem there. Okay? But again, they each have to be interviewed separately as to why did you participate in this? And the locals can't do it in Memphis. It's got to be... Governor Lee, Bill Lee in Tennessee, has got to form a task force of law enforcement people and psychiatrists and and that to interview each one of these officers in prison. Find out, why did you do this? 
Why? And I, I don't know what they'll say. I assume they'll have excuses, but maybe not. But we've got to get some kind of insight into the mind of a police officer who, in the wake of George Floyd, where everybody vividly remembers, would do the same thing to a defenseless, you know, Tyree didn't have a gun, he wasn't armed. Oh, I just, it, I love my country, all right? And it, I, I know how much this damages my country. Now, most of the analysis over the weekend was self-serving. And, uh, you know, I, it made me mad. I had to turn most of it off. It was predictable. It was foolish. Um, it led nowhere. You can almost, when somebody comes on and I know who they are, I can predict what they're going to say. All right? They want a virtue signal or they want to make an excuse, whatever it may be. I know what they're going to do. But two sound bites caught my eye, and I'm going to run them both. They're totally different. Go number one. The televised countdown to the release of the video that captured his demise further made sport of his death and devalued his life. It furthered the theater making of black people's pain and it underscores America's perverse abandonment of the commitment to change it made after the death of George Floyd and the historic summer of protests that it begat. Okay, so that man, Charles Blow, former New York Times guy, I mean, he may be there. I, I don't read him. I don't listen to him. He hates his country. Always has. I've had innings with this guy going way back. He just despises me. I don't know why Bob's living here. You know, if I hated my country, I wouldn't live here. I'd go someplace else. But that is the intellectual. See, he's, he's considered an intellectual. So the America's perverse abandonment of the commitment to change after the death of George Floyd. America's. Like, we all have abandoned any kind of fairness or responsibility by the police. I mean, it's just such a lie. It's just staggering. But this is what these people do. All right, the New York Times and, and all of that. Second one was a law enforcement guy out here in uh, Long Island where I am. Go. And then they tarnished the shield. They ruined the reputation of all the good men and women out there in law enforcement that work hard every single day and go out there and take the risk. Okay, that was Pat Ryder, who is the Nassau County Police Commissioner. And these police officers did. All right. They tarnished the reputation of law enforcement. They didn't know they were doing that, I guess, when they were beating this man to death. But that's the consequence. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 
2.245-6,000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6,000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Former Secretary of State and former CIA Chief Mike Pompeo joins us now from Virginia. As you know, and you should know if you pay attention, he's got a brand new bestseller, Never Give an Inch, Fighting for the America I Love. I like this book because it's no BS. You know, I mean, most of these political books, uh, very hard to get through them, but that's why I like it. (laughs) Now, we're going to talk about it, Mr. Secretary, in a moment, but I want to get your... uh, contemporized uh, opinions on some things that are very important going on right now. The climate change thing. Um, What's your read on that? Well, I think you have it right to put that first amongst all the challenges America faces is just not not logical. It doesn't make any sense. They're, They're driving even more problems than they are creating. We can all figure our way to technology solutions to keeping our air clean and our water safe but to put climate change at the forefront, to spend hundreds of billions of dollars to regulate the American industry, energy industry out of existence with these ESG rules, it will harm the American economy and it makes life worse for just about every American. It's an enormous mistake. It's in a misunderstanding of the various threats we face around the world too. I'm sure we'll talk about China and Chairman Kim and all the, all the bad guys, but make no mistake, it's, it's not the number one threat to the United States of America. Okay, when you were traveling as Secretary of State all over the world, foreign leaders, were they bringing up their concern about climate change as Biden and Kerry and, and at crew does? Were they concerned about it? No, they were frankly happy that we weren't putting it in their face in the way that the Obama administration has and now the Biden administration is doing as well. They, they too, they understand that there may well be a transition, fair enough. Affordable energy for everyone makes sense. But no, they, they didn't bring it up. They wanted to actually talk about how we could get American LNG imported and how we could get pipelines running into their country and how the United States could help them with their economy and their security situation. They weren't they weren't putting climate change above everything else. It's only when they gather for these global confabs and fancy places where that is the topic that dominates literally everything else. Okay. Now, on your book tour, you made headlines by saying that you believe there may be a war uh, between China and the United States um, coming on up. 
Put that in some kind of perspective for us, please. Well, Bill, we've now seen the Department of Defense senior leaders say the same thing. I also talked a lot about the fact that, frankly, the Chinese Communist Party has been at war with the American economy for four decades, and we just literally did nothing about it. We didn't defend our workers. We didn't defend our intellectual property. We thought if we engaged more with the Chinese Communist Party, they'd become more like us when just the opposite has actually taken place. Uh, Xi Jinping, now essentially leader for life in China, has made clear his desire for global hegemony. He wants to, he wants to run the world. Pretty straightforward. Uh, we have to make sure that this is a world that is dominated not by Marxist-Leninist ideology in China, but by a set of understandings that have created enormous <laughs> amount of wealth and brought billions out of starvation, the system that we know best. Okay. I'm a logical guy, a linear thinker, as are you. I didn't think Putin would go into Ukraine because I knew the unintended consequences were going to come back on Putin, ruin him as a uh, world leader with any credibility, and hurt Russia. So I said, you know, he's saber-rattling, but he won't really do it, and he did it. I bring the same logic to Xi in China. Uh, they got a billion and a half people there, many of whom are basically subsistence people. All right, they live from day to day. They don't have reserves. They don't have bank accounts. They don't have credit cards. They're just living uh, on what they can get that day. Any kind of war generated by China or any kind of action against Taiwan or anything like that immediately slaps sanctions on China, just like Putin, okay, cripples their economy. And then if it's a shoot war, the whole planet goes <laughs> up into chaos. The communists in Beijing, are they that self-destructive in your opinion? Bill, there's risk that they are. Your, your point on Putin is exactly right. What I think, and your point about being linear and logical is exactly right. What we have to take into account is that these folks just think about human life differently and they think about their country differently. They're, Chairman Kim in North Korea doesn't give a rip that there's 25 million North Koreans starving. The Ayatollah in Iran doesn't care that his people are suffering. In the same way, Xi Jinping didn't care that 6, 8, 10 million people could die if he allowed this virus to travel across the world. Th their logic is simply different than ours. It is about power. They certainly want to stay in power, so they've got work to do there. But when you own all the tools, the information space, the surveillance state, the military and the police, you can do lots of things that look to us, you, to build to you, like, like really stupid blunders like Putin did. And you can do a stupid blunder like that in China and still maintain your capacity to rule. That's, that's the danger, is that he will not understand logic the same way that you and I do. But she drew back on the COVID stuff because millions of Chinese took to the streets and it looked to me like Beijing got nervous. They blinked, all right, because he wanted to isolate all the towns, Shanghai and everything else, and basically keep people inside because of the horrible COVID problem they have. He pulled back from that. And a billion and a half people are hard to control. Um, certainly, uh, your time as director of the CIA, you knew how much unrest there was, particularly in Western China, in the Uyghurs and all of that front. I mean, yes, they've got, as you said, all of the power centralized in the hands of the Communist Party. But a billion and a half people don't want you. You're not going to be there. And she has got to be thinking about that, right? Oh, I think he absolutely thinks about it every day. But he doesn't think about it with the same kind of logic that you do, and nor does he apply a risk factor in the same way that, that, that we would. Uh, remember Tiananmen Square, right? Chinese people hacked off 
uh, all bad. They, they put it down. Remember the protests in Iran in this last, what, six, seven months now? The Iranians managed to put it down. They'll, they'll let, to your point about letting COVID go, they'll let the pressure off. They'll have a little pressure valve release, and then they will crush those that remain in their resistance. I think she believes firmly that he's got the whip hand. And so, you know, he's, he's told the Chinese people that his term reunifying Taiwan with China is the most important thing to their nation. He's propagandized. They now, I think, largely believe it as well. He's got a lot of space to move about the cabin in ways that can put a lot of risk on the United States of America. All right. So if he does invade China, would you be in favor of military action against China by the USA? If he does so invade be, Taiwan? You, you bet. Look, it'll be more complicated than that. It, it, in, in my judgment, doesn't look like a, a land assault like we saw in the Pacific Islands. That's hard work. Uh, it'll be more difficult than that. It'll be a little blockade here, a little sea lane challenge there, political influence there. We should be providing Taiwan today with the tools they need to deter this kind of aggression. Think mines, think air defense systems, think long-range intelligence capabilities. We should do those things today because when this conflict blows off, if, if she actually makes this mistake, and I do believe it would be a mistake for him, uh, this will end up escalating very quickly. Japan, the Philippines, uh, th this, won't just, this won't just be between China and Taiwan. This will get very complicated. Those are security partners. We're going we're gonna to have to figure out how to deter it. And then if he decides to do it, how we're going to push back against it. Okay, but, but like Russia, China's not going to have any allies at all. Maybe Putin, but that, that's it. Everybody's going to be assembled against China if they invade Taiwan. Now, final question on this front. Putin and Xi, you know them both. Is there a difference in personality? Is one more dangerous than the other? Yeah, they're, they're definitely different. Uh, Putin, one could have a conversation with and believe that he's listening. With Xi Jinping, I never saw that. He was dead-eyed. He was focused. He was ruthless every moment. Putin, you could engage and have a conversation about places we could work together and places that we could not. Very different in that way. The other big difference is Putin has a thousand nuclear warheads. That's serious stuff. But China now has a set of capabilities and an ec economy that just make this threat so much greater. Now, you don't think Putin would use the nukes, though. He's not that nutty, is he? He's, that would be insane. I, I don't think so. But every day it goes on, Bill, I worry. Every, every day that continues and there's a cycle of escalation. And if Russia continues to have the difficulties it's had, it's not unimaginable that he would do something that is at least the rough equivalent of that. Think about the nuclear power plant in Zaporizhia. Now, there's lots of tools that Putin has that are just devastating. And I hope we can bring it to a conclusion fast so that we don't continue to face this problem. We get a permanent laydown of the weapons there. I don't know about that. But in order for Putin to use a nuke as far as an offensive nuke, the military, Russian military, would have to go along with it. He can't just yeah. do it on his own. Um, I'm not sure the Russian military would do that. How about you? Don't know the answer to that. Um, I've seen lots of different reporting, even as my time as CIA director, it's not clear. Remember, you only need a small handful and you shouldn't forget either. A big piece of the Russian military today is being outsourced to this group called the Wagner Group, a private military by a guy yeah, named mercenaries. Yeah. yeah, mercenaries, a guy named Fergozin running it. This guy is absolutely pure evil. Might he run it through that process and avoid his whole military chain of command? We, we shouldn't discount these things. That's why you have to provide the Ukrainians with the tools they need to bring this to a conclusion as quickly as we can.
speculative question I don't like asking, but I have to. Trump says if he were still president, if he were reelected, there would not have been an invasion of Ukraine. Do you believe that? My best evidence to support that claim is that it didn't happen on our watch. Bill Putin didn't change. His desire for greater Russia existed when we were there, too. He took a fifth of Ukraine under President Obama. He took 0% of Ukraine under President Trump and myself, and he went back at it as soon as we left. There's, there's my best argument for why I believe we could have continued the deterrence that we had for our four years. Did, uh, was there ever a time during the Trump administration when you felt that Putin was going to invade Ukraine? Was that on the table? No, there was no time that I, no that time. I can recall okay. Putin was seriously considering it. All right, um, let's go to the book. So Nikki Haley announced today she's running for president. My analysis is she can't raise the money to really do a competitive job this time around. She knows it. All she wants to do is get known for down the road. Um, doesn't really have much of a chance. In your book, you don't speak that uh, highly of the ambassador, uh, former ambassador to the UN. Uh, you want to just, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Tell me what you think. So my comments in the book were about the fact that in the Trump administration, Bill, you know this, there are a lot of folks saying, I don't want to be anywhere near it. Everything that President Trump touches, the people around him all end up worse off than they began. And there were too many people who quit, who weren't on the mission, who were about something other than America and the task that they had in front of them. And so I had this incredible privilege to be a CIA director and then Secretary of State. I wouldn't have quit for nothing. I literally, every second I had mattered and I stayed focused on the mission. There were others who came in they say they had important jobs, and in 18 months, two years, they decided, I've had enough. I'm going to go on with my life. I just have no time for those folks. All right. So you didn't think she was loyal enough to the cause of America first. Would that be a fair summation? That's absolutely true. You have to be on the team, and you have to care about America enough to work through whatever might be impacting you personally. Okay. So Donald Trump uh, yesterday sues uh, Bob Woodward, and the reason I'm bringing this up is that you have a portion in your book, which is pretty funny. Um, uh, for $49 million. And, and Trump's got a case because of there were tapes that Simon and Schuster, the publisher, used that Trump did not say uh, they could use, and they put out another money-making thing off it. That's what it's really about. But yeah. Trump ordered you uh, to talk to Woodward. You may not know this, but right before that, I talked to Trump. And, uh, yeah. I, you know, you know, I know him for a long period of time, longer of than course. I think you know him. Uh, yeah. And I told him, you're insane to to cooperate with Woodward because I know the book publishing industry and you got to put together, as you and I both did, a proposal. This is what my book's <laughs> going to be about. And if you put a proposal to Simon & Schuster, like I'm going to say great things about Donald Trump, they're not going to give you $5 million, all right? If you say I'm going to bring them down again, then you'll get the money. So I said, why are you doing that? And he goes, oh, I want to get my side out anyway. So he orders, he orders you as Secretary of State to talk to Woodward. You tell <laughs> the story. True. You tell the uh, story. He did. But you, you, I'm laughing so hard because, Bill, that's so funny. I didn't know the other side of this story, the front end. At the back end, I'd said exactly the same thing. What on earth are you talking to him for? He says, no, no, no. We got to tell our side of the story. He wants to talk to you. I said, I don't have time. I'm too busy. He says, talk to him. So uh, I did. As I was directed, I, I called Bob Woodward. A president actually gave me his cell phone number. Uh, and called him and said, I'm happy to meet with you. My only slot available is tomorrow morning. I can't remember, five or six o'clock, hopefully too early. He wouldn't want to be there. But damn, if he didn't show up, uh, I told him he had 15 minutes. He, he said, but the president gave me three hours or four hours. And I said, uh, yes, you have 13 minutes left. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I just, 
I just, Bill, you know this, right? I, there was just no upside to this. Not, I'm not about right. me. There was just no upside to this for what we were trying to accomplish. And you didn't give him anything, right? I don't think I gave him a darn thing. When he wrote, there wasn't much about me and it other than what others had said. Yeah. And was he looking to hit Trump? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. He came in claiming to be my best friend. And the truth, he was doing his best to make me think that I should dump on my boss and I wasn't yeah. going to have, I just didn't have, I had no energy time and it's not the right thing to do. There's no doubt about that, what he uh, wanted to do. Okay, now, um, are you going to run for president, Mr. Secretary? Can't answer that just yet, Bill. We're thinking our way through it. We, my wife Susan and me, uh, shortly we'll have our answer. And you'll either see us hanging out in Dubuque and Cedar Falls and all the great places there in Manchester, New Hampshire, or we'll be back uh, living our life like we did before I lost my mind and ran for Congress. Stay now, tuned. when do you think that you would have to make a decision on that? Probably the next few months, so not not terribly far off. Think uh, think late spring, early summer when we'll have to begin to build the team. You your point about money a little bit earlier, the resources to right. go make the case and compete effectively. Okay, you're willing to go up against Trump? I mean, you know, he, he doesn't like people uh, going up against him, as we saw with DeSantis yesterday. Yeah, no, he'll he's already suggested that someone who runs against him who served would be disloyal. I just I don't see it that way. This isn't about him or me. It's about the country and. Yeah, we certainly, I'm, I'm happy to run. There'll be lots of folks get in. Uh, we should all go make our case if we're going to run and let the American people sort it all out. Yeah, you certainly have the experience and you're an honest guy. I can tell uh, th that. I'm going to tell the story not long. Um, you know, the secretary's book, Never Give an Inch, is a big bestseller. Well, when I was writing Killing the Killers, and I don't think you're going to mind me saying this, um, no, I called the secretary because we, we did extensive research in that book the secret war on terrorism, the key word being secret, okay, because I didn't know any of this stuff. And you were very, very helpful to us. And everything you said checked out. There were other people who I talked to, and they gave me good stuff, but it didn't really check, because we had to check what you said just to make sure that every word in Killing the Killers is true, which every word is. So I... That's what really sold me on you. Yeah. I said, this guy is yeah. telling me the truth about it, um, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, well, I appreciate that, Bill. By the way, that's a great book, too. It's a great read. Thank you. And uh, wouldn't have ever happened without your help. Okay, Mike Pompeo, there he is. I hope you come back. I want to talk about Mexico. I didn't have time tonight, but I feel Mexico is a threat to the United States. So if you have time in the next uh, few weeks, let us know. I'll, I'll do a Mexico segment and plug your book again. Uh, it's doing very, very well. want people to check it out. And it's always a pleasure to see you, Mr. Secretary. Thanks again for helping us. Thank you very much, Bill. Have a good day. Okay. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. 
No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Secularization of the world. So the London School of Economics is a big, obviously, a big important institution. They now are saying, we're not going to have any mention of Christmas or Easter, all right, on our calendar. It's gone. And a lot of institutions in the United States have done it, too. We're going to have autumn term, winter break, spring break. So I asked my staff to say, well, what about Ramadan? So they don't have Ramadan on the calendar, but they do have on their um, Internet site, London School of Economics, an entire page on supporting students and staff during Ramadan. So they don't want to mention Christmas or Easter. They don't have a page supporting Christmas or Easter or any Christian entity. But they have a page supporting Ramadan, London School of Economics. Uh, Smart Life. So um, we have a program here, and we do have a lot of uh, new viewers uh, because our distribution is now uh, much wider uh, for DirecTV and and things like that. We're all over the world now. And um, so BillOReilly.com is where we live. That is the nexus. That's where our offices are. That's where everything comes out. You can be, if you'd like, a premium member or a concierge member. You pay a little bit more for concierge because you get direct access to me. And we have thousands of members. Now, this is set up so we can be your advocate. So if you get into trouble, health, uh, some company hoses you, family situation, you know, important stuff. We'll be your advocate. We'll try to solve your problem or refer you to somebody who could. We'll give you a guideline, a pathway. That's what concierge members get. Okay? And it's unique in this business. And we have enough experience and really good researchers to do this. I mean, I got two letters last week about questionable uh, business activities that hurt these two concierge members. Well, we righted both of them fairly quickly. Okay. Now I can't do the micro stuff. Lenny at the deli overcharge me. I can't do that, but I can do the bigger stuff. Now, many concierge members are making the mistake of asking me banal questions that they could just Google. You know, the best thing about this is that if you need facts. You can go to Wikipedia and, and, and all of that and get them. Now, if you need opinion, this is terrible. Terrible. You don't want to use this for opinion. You're here with uh, BillOReilly.com and the Nosebin News. That's where you should be. Opinion on that is, is horrible. But facts are not. So if you, if you have a fact that you need, go there. That's And you can get it a lot faster than because I got to deal with hundreds of letters a week on concierge. And I deal with them all, but I usually say, well, if you Google this, it'll all come up in front of your eyes. So, smart life. Become a concierge member, get any free book you want, okay? Including Killing the Legends, still a hot topic, particularly after Lisa Marie Presley's terrible demise. Um, and you get it if you become a concierge member, you have that as a backstop, okay? 
Very few people have that in life. African-American studies. Okay, so you may have heard about uh, Florida Governor DeSantis saying that public schools, including public colleges, okay, cannot teach propaganda about race in the classroom. And so some of the courses were revised. Now, that was done in December, but it's just coming out now, okay, that the AP courses which are high school courses. If you're a high school student and you want to get into a good college, you've got to take AP courses. Have to. Now, the, the school doesn't force you to, but if you want to advance your education, you got to take them. I went through this. All right. So I'm on News Nation last night with Cuomo, Chris Cuomo, and this is one of the stories that we debated. Go. DeSantis can't tell a private school in Florida you can't teach black studies. He can mandate that public schools don't require it for graduation. That's what he's doing. Because he believes, and there's plenty of evidence to back it up, that activists will teach these courses, not regular historians. I'll never get hired to teach a black studies course, ever. I'm a historian, but I'm a traditional guy. DeSantis knows this, and he also knows that parents are very nervous about their kids being indoctrinated in public schools. Certain white parents. The most in Florida are on his side on these issues. Most yes, white, scared people are on his side. I, don't, I think that's denigrating them. I think you, you have a nerve to say a parent who's worrying about indoctrination is scared. I, I think that well, there is propaganda in the classroom. By definition, but you got to be careful. By definition, if you're worried about indoctrination, right. you are scared. And no, 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 you're concerned. Whether, no, concerned is about, well, let's look at it. They don't want to look at it. They like what they're hearing because they're afraid and they want someone to fight for I them. disagree. I'm not afraid of anything. I mean, and I wouldn't allow my children to take a black studies course that delves with queerness, which is what was on the table in some of the Florida school districts. I'm not afraid. I'm outraged. I don't want that. So this, well, if you object to this propaganda, the 1619 project, you're afraid. I'm not. I'm outraged. I'm concerned. I don't want my kids getting this kind of propaganda rammed down their throat. And what if you dissent? What if you dissent? That's the message of the day on BillOReilly.com. I hope you all read it. Okay. So what if you get in the classroom and you're raised in a family history and you raise your hand and go, I'm not buying this. Okay. To the instructor, the activist, what do you think is going to happen to you? It's not fair to put high school and college kids in that situation. Anyway, it was a lively debate with Cuomo. Uh, it's all over the place. You can check it out. Um, you guys should watch that if you're not. News Nation. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful. A lot of anxiety. And it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. It's a story that you'll hear nowhere else. I don't think it got reported hardly. I didn't see it. I think I saw it in a Wall Street Journal. U.S. killed another ISIS chieftain, Bilal al-Sudani and 10 other ISIS in Somalia. There's Sudani. Okay, special forces raid uh, hills of Somalia. No U.S. casualties. And the reason I'm telling you this is that I'm happy the Biden administration has continued the campaign against the jihadists that we write about in Killing the Killers. So we brought you up. Killing the Killers came out um, just before Biden's Uh, term. And Biden is doing what Trump did and to some extent what Obama did and on and on. This is definitely necessary. So that happened last week. Good. China uh, warning McCarthy not to visit Taiwan. Now that was the clickbait on the internet. China warning Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy not to visit Taiwan. But that's not what China did. Okay, they didn't mention McCarthy. They just said that we urge certain individuals in the U.S. to earnestly abide by the one child principle. Now, McCarthy wants to go to Taiwan. You remember Pelosi went and the Chinese got very upset about it. That's what this is all about. Now, China's a threat to all of us. I wrote a column posted yesterday on BillOReilly.com called Hitler, Tojo, Putin, and Xi. So I hope you go there, read the column, free for everybody, and um, they're dangerous. All right, here is the final thought of the day. I wrote a message of the day, and free for everybody. Just go to BillOReilly.com in the morning, and you'll get my uh, daily message on baby boomers, me, Okay, and how we're handling the aging process. So uh, I took a few swipes at Madonna and Jane Fonda and so that. But there is a serious message there in uh, the uh, message of the day. But look, whether you're a millennial or a baby boomer or a Gen X or whatever else it is, aging is inevitable and you need to prepare for it by saving your money, number one. You're not doing that. Boy, it's tough. Older people who don't have any assets, very, very tough. The government's not going to be able to take care of you. You're going to be working until you're 70, 75. You have no money. Okay, number two, your health. Don't eat that sugar, please. And watch the other garbage. Don't go to the fast food places once in a while, but guard your health. Because if you're down, you know, as you get older, your immune system weakens and it gets, everything gets harder. And number three, accept it, okay? I mean, I, I keep myself in good shape. I can, I say to my friends and, and, and stuff like that, I mean, 
I'm not great with remembering names and stuff, but I, I can give you a pretty good idea of what is going on in the world. And I can still beat 35-year-olds in a debate. That's my litmus test. Am I quicker than they are at my age? And I am. And that's just thanks to God. I don't do anything about it. That's thanks to God. But I hone it. I hone it. I hone it. I exercise here and physically. So you got to think about that aging. Nobody escapes. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you.